everyone, and welcome back to another episode of NYY Takes, a Pinstripe Perspective and Pinstripe Prospects podcast. The Yankees are back, maybe. But anyway, I have a question to ask Yankee fan with me today. Are we happy today? Yes. Wow. We've done it. We've gotten a yes from Cameron Toe. Why are we happy? You know, today is a very monumental day in the lore of Yankees Twitter. And why is that? Because Ben Wordvet has manifested itself or himself into a physical human being who plays baseball on the major league roster of the New York Yankees. Maybe we're finally going to get an answer to the Josh Donaldson trade. We actually don't know for sure yet if Ben Rortfett actually exists. Uh, at, at this moment, we're recording Thursday, 7.30. It's like the second inning of the Yankee game. Ben Rortfett has not taken in that bat yet, so we really don't have any idea. So you still think he's being CGI'd into the visitor's dugout in Toronto Yes. Right now. It is it is going to have to be proven to me that he is in the dugout or not in the dugout in the batter's box. Now, it would be funny if after all of these years that Ben Rorfett's actually really good and the Donaldson trade was all worth it. Maybe. What if he is actually a very serviceable catcher slash hits nukes because he's jacked? I am filler bustering here because I remember there was a trade a while back that the Yankees made that was originally for some huge piece, but some secondary piece. Oh, yeah, this is what it was. The Boone Logan trade. You're going to have to refresh my memory on that. So remember, after the Yankees won the World Series, they added Javier Vazquez back Mm. to the rotation. Of course. And that was a key acquisition in the 2009-2010 offseason. Along in that trade, the Yankees also acquired Boone Logan. Javi Vazquez was in the bullpen by August of that year. And Boone Logan went on to become a key cog for the Yankees bullpen for several seasons. Yes. So hopefully we have a mirror image of that with the Ben Rorfett trade. Ben Rorfett will be a key cog of the Yankees catching battery for years to come. The Yankees could conceivably end up having like four catchers on the roster. If you count IKF as someone who can legitimately catch. Yeah. And get Gary back. Why not get the band back together? Yeah. Gary's almost, he's almost back, man. Yeah. The day that Gary Sanchez takes a major league at bat again, will be a very special day for this podcast. We should go to city field for that. I mean, you don't have to tell me to do that. I'll be there. I'll be there front and center. I'll spend whatever it takes. We open with Ben Warbit. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine opening a podcast after a a week of really solid baseball and the Yankees being actually good offensively with Ben Warbit. But we've covered that part of the housekeeping. Uh, the speaking of Josh Donaldson, uh, got a report today that the Donaldson sliced his hand, putting the quote is literally putting something together at home. So well, several, several, several things world. to cover here. First of all, 
unofficial up of the week to us. Yes. Because remember we said that there was a 0% chance that either Donaldson's or Stanton's rehab would go smoothly. Correct. Sure enough, mere hours before we were supposed to record, what pops up on the timeline? Injuring by slicing. Again, is this this is the first weird baseball injury we've had in a while, huh? Now, here's the thing. So we've had, uh, as New Yorkers, we know the uh, the Derrick Rose sliced his hand on while cutting an apple situation. We had yes. that. Uh, uh-huh. We've also had the Trevor Bauer slicing his hand on a drone situation. Which only Trevor Bauer could do. It is interesting to me that we don't know what he was doing. Also, didn't someone recently like fall and someone had a bad fall last year? Everyone has a bad fall or something. Or you only suspect has broke both his feet, like like falling off a horse, or yeah, or like herding cattle or something like that. I need to ask, what do you think Josh Donaldson was doing? What was he putting together? I could have. I was only half listening, but I heard that he may or he may have been putting something together for his kid. Yeah, that was going to be my my serious answer. That he has children, young children, and I don't know. Probably. Yeah, but like, yeah, but like, what what are you slicing though? With what? A knife, scissors, swords? Might have been opening a box. Did he take his kids ice skating? It's kind of late in the year to do that, but it was certainly cold enough in New York today for that. No, because you're not putting anything together on an ice rink. Yeah, but you, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, you're not putting together any s- skates. <laughs> yeah, I don't DIY. know. Why? Wood shop. Regardless, what was that? Is, does Does Josh Donaldson do wood shop as a hobby? Yeah, is he a carpenter by trade? I don't know. We've got to know. It's a little early now, like maybe we'll find out during this pod, but I would really it, love to know what he was quoting. It's probably going to be together. in his next rehab. Like if he rehab, oh, yo, if he re- rehabs in Tampa, we need our boy John Brophy on this. Yes. Um, well, Tommy Canley's rehabbing in Tampa, which is a great segue to the next housekeeping moment. Tommy Canley's wait, 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 on wait, wait. I, I, I have several more questions about the Donaldson thing. Oh, boy. Okay. We can backtrack. So... Boone said that he is on the Stanton timetable. Mm, yes, which doesn't What is exist. that? What does that it mean? It doesn't mean anything because they asked Boone when Stanton would be playing in baseball games. Or no, I think they posed it to Boone. Uh, would you say Stanton will play baseball games soon? And all Boone said was, yeah, I think so. So, so Donaldson's that, that, that on That literally whatever, means absolutely nothing. Correct. Donaldson is on whatever imaginary timeline that Giancarlo Stanton uh, is on right now. You know, it's never it's never clear in Yankee land when it comes to the injury stuff. No one seems to have any clue as to what is going on. I'm still I, I'm I'm still at the you look, you look beyond perplexed. I'm still at the carpentry. Putting together thing phase, I'm thinking back to like, you know, it was it a sign? Was it his kid's science fair? <laughs> like could have been like a treehouse situation. Where does he live? Do we know that? Do, do he's, he's got a nice house in Westchester, probably. Yeah, I was. Yeah, he does not. He does not. That guy doesn't. He does not live strike me as someone who lives. Manhattan. Yeah. Definitely. Or, or, or even a townhouse. Definitely doesn't live in Brooklyn. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Donaldson has a nice has a nice apartment in Dumbo. Yeah, I don't Never. think so. I don't think so. I, I think mean, maybe maybe he has a Staten Island mansion. <laughs> <laughs> that would be much, much more fitting. But yeah, I don't think he's living in any high rises. And I think he's got plenty of space for a treehouse. So that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Putting together a treehouse. Josh Donaldson, father of the year award, maybe. Anyway, Brophy, get on that, please. Speaking of Brophy, as I mentioned, Tommy Canely, rehab assignment with single A Tampa. Very cool, very fun. John Brophy is there. He will be taking some video, uh, which we'll have on pinstripeprospects.com at some point, I would assume, tonight. Um, that, of course, comes you know at the same time as Ian Hamilton going to the IL, which is a really unfortunate loss. Someone that had come out of nowhere. Uh, he's got a groin injury, expected to miss a month. Ouch. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we just like never really heard from him again this year. Those groin injuries are tough, and he was already pretty obscure to begin with. We'll see. We also have so, Jose, someone else is going to go down at some point. We also have Jose Trevino to the IL with a hamstring injury. What happens? I, I, I actually don't. I actually don't know. I I only half watched the game last night, but I don't remember there being any type of incident. Yeah, I was playing basketball, so I was not really able to watch. So I didn't really know anything happened. I was pretty surprised to see that tweet today. Anyway, it, Carlos, it, it, uh, it got us one step closer to solving the Ben Warfare thing. Sure. Might have been a net win. Who knows? Carlos Rodon, uh, the, you know, Yankees prize possession, uh, successfully threw from 90 feet. Great. Attaboy. Way to get there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't. Great. Threw from 90 what, feet. What, what, no what, hap- what happens if we throw him out there tomorrow and he throws from 91 feet? His back explodes. Well, why 90? Like, that, that's such an arbitrary number. Well, 90, 90 feet between bases. Yeah, and so what? He's a pitcher. It's just like a baseball number, though. Yeah. You just so, give a number to a baseball guy, he'll be like 90. 90. Do you, do you think they actually measure out 90 feet? Because there's no way they're standing on the infield dirt playing catch. That's a good question. They got a guy with like a tape measure being like, Carlos, we go to 91, we're going to have big problems. <laughs> we, we keep it at 90, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Wouldn't do, surprise do, me in the slightest. Do, 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 does every baseball team just have a 90-foot rope or whatever? Every baseball team <laughs> hires one, one expert measurer, and they just have them make sure the rehab assignments are going well and precisely as far as where they can throw from. So, congrats, Carlos Rodon. You started throwing a baseball. Awesome. Uh, in other news, uh, Luis Severino starting on Sunday. Wow. Wow. What was uh, it over uh, under May? Was it May, May 15th or May 20th? I think it was May 20th. So, we're going to be right on there with that line. Basically. Like, it's going to be May 21st? Yeah, I think, I think maybe we had said he was going to start in the Baltimore series after. So we were a series ahead. Uh, all right. Good. Finally. The, the irony of it all is I think that Sunday game is at 1130 in the morning. Oh, it is. You're right. It's a Peacock game. <laughs> and Severino just had a whole episode about uh, <laughs> the, the whole morning thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, he has practice. He, he, it's, well, he, it's actually, honestly, almost like the Yankees are giving him just like a a quiet fu by doing this. 
It's like, all right, dude, you you complained. Now you're going to start the 11:30 Peacock game in Cincinnati. This is what you get. Could you imagine yourself going to an 11:30 baseball game? No. Well, yes, but I couldn't really imagine what an 11:30 baseball game is like. like are, do they serve breakfast? Brunch? There's got to be some sort of marketing scheme there. Mimosas? I have no idea. You could not have looked more lost at what I just presented to you. <laughs> Brunch and baseball sounds like a Legends Club thing, yes. I, I, yeah, I, the Legends do, Club, Legends Club would have like that. an omelet bar. They might already have an omelet bar. They do not from memory. Mm. From my from my from my memory, um, I will say like I don't know, drink, getting up like imagine rolling up to Billy's at nine thirty. That doesn't sound fun. Yeah, especially after this Saturday, that one would have had if you're the type who rolls up to Billy's at nine thirty. Yeah, like if you're going to Billy's at nine thirty, you're probably out late on Saturday. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround. Okay, two thirty. Anyway, I mean potatoes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, what? Oh no, I was gonna say, do we think how how do we think Sevy is gonna do? Hmm. Because the he'll go four innings. He'll go four innings. What? Clark Schmidt. Yeah, he'll he'll go four innings. He'll get to whatever his pitch limit is, and it'll he'll have a couple strikeouts. He'll give up some hard contact, maybe a homer here and there, and it's gonna be one of those things where we're just happy he's back and throwing. So who would you take out of the rotation? Well, Domingo now. Yeah, exactly. Well, after well, 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 well that uh, whatever that dingus did aside, like once he comes back in eleven games, what would you do? Uh, the rotation's probably then what Cole, Nestor, Sevy, um, Schmidt. Mingo. Schmidt and Mingo, Schmidt yeah. over Brito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brito is ter- Brito's terrible. I'm out. I'm out on the the Johnny Brito show. Well, the Yankees I, I, did the I whole mean, opener thing this week, so yeah, which I don't know if worked out great. But yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm, which is why I'm most, I, I don't know. I'm out on both of them. So whatever. Yeah, definitely out on Brito. Uh, Brito speaking. Has options. Of Domingo. Uh, meat and potatoes of the week. Yes, Yankees are hitting baseball scoring runs. We'll get to that later. Uh, the Yankees are a bunch of dirty, lying cheaters. It can't be another MLB season without cheating discourse. Am I right? You're not wrong. So, two instances. One a little more interesting than the other. Domingo Herman's sticky stuff. Least surprising thing ever. I mean, this is Michael Pineda 2.0, mm. essentially. Mm. Yeah, there was a, there was some controversy. Uh, people thought it was like dip on his fingers. I don't know about well, all that. Well, dip is pretty sticky. But then the umps, the umps, when they were checking him, or the umps even like after the game, there was some quote where the umps were like, I, we had never felt a hand so sticky. Okay, first of all, um, <laughs> have you noticed that Every time something like this happens, think back to the Scherzer incident as well. You could literally just generate that quote and publish it before speaking to the umpire who touches hands, and you'll be spot on. 
Yes. So I don't buy the idea that it was so obviously sticky or whatever. Was it the same crew that let him continue pitching last time? Yes. So I think they felt the same thing and were like, okay, like. All right, pal. Yeah. We let you go. Fool me once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's like it's like it's like opinion thing. It's like, okay, we let it slide, but like, don't do it again. Does it again? It's very obvious. No one like cares that Domingo like no one cares about Domingo Herman and no one cares about the fact that he cheated. Like if if this were really anyone else in the rotation, especially like Cole. Yankee fans would be, I feel like, kind of distraught. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, go just like he's just like dust in the wind. Like he shows up every fifth day. He's a sub four ERA pitcher, gets the job done. And he's suspended. And it's kind of a big deal because he's a good pitcher. But it's like no one really seems to care. Yeah, because he's Domingo Hermann. No one actually trusts him. He'll have a gem of a start once every three times through the rotation. And then, you know, his bottoms are. Really, really low. So, although somewhat, I'll push back on that. Domingo's been nothing but solid for a long time. Well, that's true, but like if you think about it, the two instances in which he's really been, you know, under the microscope here, um, have been quite bizarre in nature. Like slapping your wife at a team event in front of yeah, yeah, teammates. I just just think nobody likes him. Is like weird. And then doing this when everyone knows you're going to get checked even more closely than usual by the same crew. He does it like. I don't know, like there's something. He's one one of those guys where, you know, don't know what's going on up there. Maybe some independent thinking going on or whatever. I don't think a lot of it doesn't strike me as someone that people love. Um but the real cheating, or the real supposed cheating. Alleged. In the middle of all of it, none other than Aaron Judge. I guess I'll just ask you, A, cheating or not cheating? B, what do you really make of this entire situation, if anything at all? Oh, easily not cheating. Easily so, not cheating. Oh, yeah. I'm... I, I think I uh, so so I think this is, I think this uh, the, the the level the, the the level to which this has been overblown is utterly ridiculous. And it's all so the Blue many Jays' levels. fault, to be clear. The Blue Jays yes. made it a whole thing, especially with the so, so, with the coaches in the box. So 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 okay you, it's, okay so, so so before we get to that, I consider that even separate from the judge thing, right? <laughs> so as far as the judge thing goes, number one. I don't understand why, as soon as you see someone's eyes drift, the conclusion is immediately he's cheating. Does baseball deserve that reputation? Yeah, probably. But at the same time, A, you could be looking at anything. Like, I, I, I'm at games when A-Rod is looking back into the stands because there's a fight going on. Like, yeah. Guys can get distracted. B... Someone could have said something. People get signs from everywhere. Like you, you, like you don't have to look at only the third base coach to get signs. C, even if you're getting signs 
because someone in the dugout has noticed something, that's totally legal. It's only the use of electronics that actually makes sign stealing illegal. You can't say that, oh, he looked at like a freaking buzzer or whatever with his eyes. Yeah. But unless however, someone is however, like getting however, signs electronically, I in also the dugout don't. Yeah. The... But I also don't buy the idea that, oh, Aaron Judge is such a stand up human being. He would never cheat. That's BS also. Like, this is baseball. Anyone yeah. can cheat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not putting it past there. I mean, before the cheating scandal, everyone thought Jose Altuve was like God's gift to Earth for being a nice guy. Yeah, um, well, I mean, well, Andy Pettit, legitimately very nice guy. Cheated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, all that's come out of this for me is uh, the fact that the Blue Jays are just the Memphis Grizzlies of Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. That was a big topic going around Twitter this week. Yeah. Which I agree with. And it manifested in that nonsense the following night with yelling at Luis box. Rojas to get into the coach. I, I don't understand how that came up in the first place or, or like why you would do that. Like why? Who well, doesn't came, not well, stand in the box? Yeah, but it, it, it came up because the Blue Jays were like, we don't, we, we are concerned with where the coaches are standing. And that's where Judge could have been looking. First of all, if you look at where Judge was looking, it definitely wasn't at a base coach. It was directly, if anything, to the dugout. So oh, no yeah. base coach is involved. So right there, you're like, all right, the Blue Jays are just reaching for something. And then to come out the next night and make it a thing is so embar- – it's embarrassing. It's, tr- it's actually embarrassing for them. Well, my favorite part about this whole thing was when Boone did it to them. Yeah, and then Boone did it back. That's where I love Boone. He's a petty king sometimes. Well, he he also clearly did not give a shit. No. <laughs> you could see that it was so fun. The look on his face was just like, I'm doing this to be petty. Correct. Like, he was literally telling them, I'm doing this because you're doing it. Not because I want to, but because you're doing it too. Yes, it's both pettiness and on principle, he has to do it back. You've set the precedent. I'm going to follow the precedent. But it was so hilarious how obvious it was how how much you didn't care at all. No, didn't care at all. And that's where that's where Boone is awesome. Yeah, because he'll just honestly with both of these, with both of these episodes, I don't care. Like this is it's such a non-issue. Yeah. And then there was the Fat Boy incident. I really wish that were Frat Boy, at Bader. Frat Boy. You didn't see that going around on Twitter. Oh, at Bader. Yeah, oh, so, I so, didn't someone see thought that. He, he was screaming frat boy <laughs> at Bader. <laughs> now, <laughs> which, that, which, as we know, is beyond accurate. <laughs> that would be really good. I would like that. But anyway, um, uh, yesterday I learned that uh, Brad Wilkerson is the assistant hitting coach or one of the assistants. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I, A, I learned that there are two assistant hitting coaches, and one of them is Brad Wilkerson. Talk about remembering some guys. So John Schneider was just asked if it was aimed at anyone, and he was just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are you schizophrenic? Are you talking to your imaginary friend? Every single person in the Yankees has agreed there is a consensus that it's Brad Volkerson. (laughs) I can't. I don't. I don't understand. None of this makes no, sense. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> shut up, fat boy. What are you talking about? To whom? Like, 
He, apparently nobody. Wait, Dan Vogelbike is not on the Yankees. Uh, apparently, he's not calling anyone fat boy. He just likes to say it. He, he just likes calling people fat. I don't. That's, I mean. Can, can, can we please remind him that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is on his team? Alec Manoa, <laughs> Alejandro Kirk. I mean, Guerrero is the least, the least of all of them. Um, maybe, so not, maybe it's an inside joke. Not to get into body shaming, uh, uh, not I, to be a body shaming it's podcast. Gotta, it's got to be an inside joke. Uh, but like, oh my God, man. Uh, Blue Jays have made fools of themselves this series, and they continue to do so. Ever since Vladdy said last year trailer, this year movie, and then they won 91 games and missed the playoffs, it's been a joke. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing more to say. Like, this, it, 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 the, the amount I don't care about this is immeasurable. And it's not like it, – it's like people like to say, oh, this is a big rivalry. I actually don't view it as that at all. I have no hatred towards the Blue Jays. I just think they're sad. It's no. I think it's, what they it's do is one sad. side doing the talking. Like what? What have the Yankees ever done? Right. Yeah. It's just they're just annoying. They just won't yeah, shut it's up. Extremely annoying. And there's no. Yeah. There's no animosity. It's just like please be quiet. Have we gotten through everything we want to get to about the cheating? Uh. What a non non yeah, thing I that mean, became what, a thing. Well, what, what what else is there to say? Like I. I I guess I guess the the, oh, the Yankees reasoning was a little weird. Like Judge saying that people were still chirping from the Yankee dugout. Also, a lot of this is confirmation bias, right? I mean, he did the look, yeah, and then the next pitch sent it like four sixty to dead center. Pure coincidence. Oh, okay, yes. Before we move on, not only the Blue Jays organization being annoying about this, the Blue Jays broadcast. Oh, this is how this all started. Not only in the moment, but then like the little panels they have after the game. I mean, does anyone over there just shut up? Well, as you know, um, as a uh, uh, person in the space yourself, uh, mm. sometimes you need content. So that's where I'll give them a pass. If they really need juiciness, fine. But at the same time, you are effectively just fanning the flames. On something that makes you, the organization that pays you look bad. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I really, I, I really cannot tell you why or how this would happen. I, if again, if Bobichet did that, it, when he was that bad, I'd be like, oh, he, he noticed something. Whatever. I'd probably be singing a different tune if I a weren't a Yankee fan and b were a Blue Jay fan. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, of course. Yeah. Well, there's also like. Well, you know, everyone hates the Yankees thing, but you know, yeah. I mean, and the even, juice even ball the, thing even, for judges, even, even the Astros games. thing, like no one actually thought that something was weird until they noticed a pattern of behavior. Looking right. over to the dugout once is not a freaking pattern of behavior. Yeah, it's a pattern. Right? So that's like where the whole non-issue for me starts. It's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, like. This is the first that we have seen of this, so there's nothing to talk about. The Yankees' home run celebration needs to be something about, like you know, like watch, watch your, watch where your eyes are, or something. Well, that's what it is. Judge covers his eyes. 
which mm. I love. Yeah. Speaking of Aaron Judge, let's get into our ups and our downs of the week. I will start with my up. And right on cue, my up will be Aaron Judge, who right before we started recording, hit another home run. Um, since he returned, the Yankees are basically first in every offensive category. And that's great. The homers, awesome. Leading the offense, awesome. But what I've loved most about Judge is that I think he has so much confidence off of last season and the fact that he has this long-term contract and he's really cemented into being a Yankee that the emotion that he does have is showing a bit more this season. Uh, he's got very uh, understated swag, I would call it. Like his go-ahead homer, I think it was off Ryan Thompson on Saturday, I want to say. No crazy bat flip, but enough of a strut, and it was like the first time he had pimped a homer, really. Enough of a strut and enough of a bat flip to be like, oh, damn. That was yeah. very cool. That was also directly uh, in response to Randy Rosarena's antics. Well, that's what I like about when Judge does it, because he'll always have like a subtle thing yeah. in response to antics of the other team. I would not call what Judge did there subtle. Like he stood and watched that. No, uh, no, no, because because someone other players would have flung their bat in the air and made a whole scene. He he does it in a in a refined sense, I think. Oh yeah, but he did not leave your TV screen for a solid five seconds. Yeah, he he's been moving slower when he hits homers. Now I don't know if you've realized that he just. Well, he I mean, when you, takes... you 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 do start to slow down when you turn thirty. <laughs> He takes his time. I'll say that. But yeah, everything about the Yankees just feels better with Judge in the lineup. He, I mean, he, he, he's taking his lessons from LeBron already. Like, <laughs> slow down when you can. Yeah, load management on the homers. Um, I mean, there was a good two weeks there when Judge was out where the sky was falling effectively. And then he comes back and everything is secured again. So there it doesn't get more Yankee captain than that. So my up of the week, Aaron yeah, Judge. Not, yeah. He's the man. No, no, we were going panicky. People were going panicky. No, I was going to say I wouldn't say anything is like everything is like ho hum again. But no, I wouldn't go that far. But like it just feels like they're it's more better. competitive. It, on it, they're it, more com- it's noticeably better. They're more competitive on a nightly basis, and it and it's noticeably better. I agree. All right, you get to choose. You want to do your up or your down? Well, yeah, because speaking of noticeably better, DJ Lemayhu. I think mm-hmm. I, I can. You can enter DJ Lemayhu automatically in as an up most weeks this season. Do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, he's a machine. Very quietly as a 15-game on base streak. Very quietly. I didn't know that. Maybe, maybe I counted wrong in baseball savant, but I counted 15, if you include like uh, games in which he only walked. Like, very, yeah, again, very quietly is just... Consistent, gets on base at least once a game. And, you know, like, he's swinging that really well. He's in the 90th percentile in the league in both uh, exit velocity as well as hard hit percentage, 10 for 29 with runners in scoring position, getting the drop down. And why I say noticeably better? Because the Yankees' offense also, even before Judge came back, it really started turning around when DJ got dropped to the middle of the order. Yep. Like, the 4-5 or five slot, and he's just lingering to line up because you can, you can finally rely on someone – to drive the guys who get on base in and no one else below him could do it. So, you know what? Like, good job by Boone for once. 
like with a good lineup for with a good lineup switch. You want to know why I love advanced numbers? Because last season, because of the stories they tell. Last season, DJ LeMay who had a 3.29 weighted on base average, but a 3.44 expected weighted on base average. Cameron Toe, would you like to take a guess at what his weighted on base average is this year? Oh, I oh I looked this up like an hour ago. It's like four something. No, no, it's three forty four, which is the exact number. Oh, I thought you said expected. Never mind. Yeah. It's three forty four, which is exactly what is expected was last season. Yeah. Beautiful how that works. But yeah, two seventy batting average, three forty two on base, four forty seven slug, one nineteen WRC plus plus. Anyway. DJ doing DJ things. That's what we love to see. Um, that's never really been a problem. Like when DJ plays, he's good. His problem is staying on the field. Yeah, and as Judge goes, the Yankee goes. It honestly, as DJ goes, the Yankees go. Yeah, but you could also say it's Clayber goes, the Yankee go. So. Side note, how many more years does DJ have on his contract? He signed a six-year deal before the 2020 season. Something like that. I'm just going to quickly look that up on my computer. DJ LeMahieu has been a Yankee for like... Yeah, that yeah, it was a six-year... Yeah, so DJ yeah. LeMahieu is a Yankee through 2026. DJ LeMahieu has been a Yankee we, for five years already. Can we do a quick tangent on the 2026 Yankees? We're going to have like... The retirement home filled with like Judge Stanton, Cole, Lemayhew. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a mess. We're gonna have a lot of old guys. Twenty six, the twenty twenty six New York Yankees. Is Aaron Hicks under twenty twenty six? Oh no. Club no. option twenty twenty six. So insane. I wonder so what funny. DJ the Mayhew's like guilty pleasure is. Like the guy's making fifteen million a year. What does he like to buy? Or is he just putting all his money into index funds? I I would have no idea. I would just love to know like what his place looks like. Like what do you what's your taste? I gotta sit down with DJ the Mayhew one of these days. And just ask very pointed questions that he can provide one or two word answers to, but I get my answer. That's the biggest challenge for a journalist right now. Design questions for DJ LeMahieu where you can actually get answers. If anyone's able to do that, good on you. For some reason, I, I imagine him chopping wood in a forest. See, you would think so, but I actually, I, I think he just gets home and just sits down and waits till it's bedtime, then goes to bed and wakes up and goes to the ballpark. I think he's an outrageously boring dude. Chopping wood's oh, a little, I, I, little that, too that, spicy. That, that, Chopping wood is a little too spicy for DJ LeMahieu. Oh yeah, in well, my opinion. There's a reason why I struggle to think of an answer. Correct. Okay. My down of the week, kind of the season. Is the defense. Yeah. And this please. popped into my brain uh, because last night, uh, <laughs> Yanks just started off the game with back to back errors behind Garrett Cole. Unacceptable. Uh, so just zooming out a bit, this season, they're 12th in defensive run saved, 25th in UZR, 
user, ultimate zone rating, whatever you want to call it, uh, and 12th in outs above average and have committed the ninth most errors in baseball this season. Overall, not terrible. Middle of the pack-ish, fine. It has, you, you see it happen on the field. Just some of these errors they're making are just laughably bad. Um, and it's more like vis-a-vis last year where they were first by an unbelievable margin in defensive runs saved. I think they had 130 and second were the Dodgers at like 89. Oh, yeah. It was my, I remember my up of this season were the new coaches they brought in to shore up the defense. Yeah, some some insane, insane gap. Yeah, and it was a market improvement from 2021 when they were more like now, like 28th, 27th in UZR. They're, uh, they're not that bad. Yeah, UZR is a funky stat, but... Yeah, but, um, it, yeah, but like in every single defensive metric, like in 2021, they were yeah, they're low just 20s. Yeah, they're just middle of the pack now. They're not improved. elite. They were they were pretty elite last year defensively. Um, like, you would what hope, happened, like... Well, you, you would think you, you you well well first of all like this is all happening after moving on from IKF as an everyday shortstop which wow well this is what happens when you have a rookie shortstop that struggles here and there but he's not even the problem at all it's what happens when you had Franchi Cordero in the outfield for a little Willie Calhoun in the outfield Giancarlo Sten in the outfield Judge injured not playing center field LeMahieu not playing and having third base be kind of like a weird position. Uh, Hick, Hicks out there on, pl- on plenty of days. Gleyber Torres not playing well defensively this season. So, and IKF. <laughs> yeah, I mean that IKF's been fine, and but like IKF playing a lot of center field, which he's fine at. But these things kind of over time take a toll on your defensive metrics. The hope is that with Bader back, with Judge back, with Lemayhew back, and say what you want with Donaldson coming back soon to play third base that these numbers get a little better, uh, but it definitely could, the Yankees could benefit from being, you know, a bit cleaner uh, around the edges when it comes to the defense. So, yeah, no, I mean, it just is dumb. And also, you know, the base running, not, <laughs> they're, 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 there's at least one mind-blowing gap a week. Yeah, in the it's just got to be, so like, it's we're just, we're just like going back to, you know, like the, the stuff that we go back to why we came up with the question of this podcast that that made everyone just like incredibly angry <laughs> watching this team, just yeah. the defense and the base running. So it's got to be cleaned up a bit. All right, Toe, you're down of the week. My down of the week is just extra innings in general. Okay. And this is not really a complaint about last night, but like, you know, the freaking Manfred man like fundamentally changes the sport in the 10th inning in a way that just is just totally unfair to the road team. And the Yankees are one in eight in road extra innings since this became an official role at the beginning of 2022. And I like, I, I don't know. It's it, like every time we go to extra innings, like even if we win, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, we, yes. we, 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 we just kind of like arbitrarily decided what happened. 100%. The extra inning games feel, especially like when you're there, it doesn't like, feel like, like I don't mind leaving after all. the bottom of the knife. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're just flipping a coin for the rest of this game now. Um, no, it, yeah, it feels like a coin flip. I get the sentiment behind it. I think it adds excitement to neutral, neutral viewership. Yeah. Um, but but like, yeah, e- I mean. Like, even then, you don't have to do it like immediately like what i would do is 
you have three more innings of normal baseball, so every single batter in the order is guaranteed one more at bat, or in theory is guaranteed one more at bat. Yeah. Also, like, don't and we have the pitch clock? The don't we have the pitch clock to like exactly directly combat this? Exactly. Like, yeah, this is dumb. It's so dumb. At least give it like I don't know an inning of three innings. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have the pitch clock to to literally solve this problem. So I don't. It doesn't need to stick around, but whatever. It is what it is. I'm not a huge fan, and obviously not a huge fan of the Yankees being one and eight in those situations. I I wouldn't be a fan of it if the Yankees were eight and one. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't I don't like it, especially when I'm at the game. Uh, makes the ending feel fake. Oh yeah, I mean, like you can you can if you're if if you're a if, if you're a pitcher, you come in tied bottom of the tenth inning. You could be perfect. Yes. Yeah. How does that make sense? Yeah, I think with the pitch clock, maybe they'll. I don't think they're ever going to get off. No, they're not. Role, they're, 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 they're not. They're not. This is the private equitization of baseball. You know. But, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. There's a topic we should explore on a podcast the private equitization of baseball. Did you just come up with that or you read that somewhere? Uh, I could have read it somewhere. I thought of it. But you know, but you know the way I think, right? So, like, would I be reading about something like that? Yeah. Would I also yeah. think about it? Also, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when baseball goes VC-backed, uh, things like this are going to happen. Don't even get me started on the game being on Amazon Prime last night. Hey, Peacock. Why? On Sunday. Uh, yeah. I don't, again, this is a topic for another day, but a topic for a rainy day, but the the willingness that MLB has to just have people not watch their games is astonishing. Astonishing. Whatever, man. I hope it all works out for them. Uh, anything else we didn't cover about the New York Yankees that we need to cover? They're fun to watch again? I wouldn't go fun to watch again. I would there are say only seven fun. games out of first? Not unwatchable is definitely somewhere I'm willing to go. Okay. Um, fun. I don't know yet. Fair enough. But also, the Mets just took two or three from the Rays. So thank you, Mets. The A, thank you, Mets. B, the Rays are really not that good. Like they're good. But they're yeah, I mean, no one is as good as what the Rays were playing. Like no one is. Yeah. Like no, no one. No, but is they're not even good. close to that. Like they're 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 going to end up finishing with ninety seven ish wins. That's not yeah. great. That's great. It's good, but not like great. I mean, they're they're due for whatever happened to the Yankees last year when they started off fifty two yeah. and ten, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. Um. And then I guess the last thing I have is just like, <laughs> how many times are they going to fool us with this? shriekiness element that clearly exists this year again. So the, the Yankees beauty... go as judge and another dude go. If judge and if, if judge goes cold, the team is pretty cold. And if everyone is cold, then they're really cold. And if judge is hot and one other guy is hot, they're like the ho-hum Yankees of the past. So I mean, like, yeah, I'm just trying to look through their their schedule a bit i thought there might have been a soft spot coming up but it doesn't look like it but yeah i mean their team is a lot of it is built on how aaron judge is doing 
but he's a generational baseball player, so that kind of makes sense. Do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. Maybe the maybe the soft part in his schedule is like around the six against the White Sox. Yeah, there's no real soft spot. And I don't White know if Sox, Red Sox, Mets, Red Sox. I, like I don't know if you consider the Red Sox a soft spot now. Like, I don't they're, think they're that good. They're but. not, but they're. I don't think they're a walk in the park. Uh, That's fair. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, you really gotta at least take two out of three slash sweep Cincinnati this weekend. That's for sure. And ideally win this game that's currently on. The Yankees are up 2-1 on the top of the fifth inning. Winning this one would be very nice because then you're only you're only six and a half back at Tampa, which is like nothing insane. Yeah, and the and Orioles be lost perfectly today. on brand for the Toronto Blue Jays to do everything that they did and then proceed to lose three out of four. Yes. I think that does it for us. You can give us a follow on Twitter at Pinstripe Purse. That's at the word Pinstripe, P-E-R-S. You can follow Cito on Twitter at underscore Cito. You can follow myself at rcoles0206. Matt and Les were unable to join us this week. Hopefully one of them, if not both, are able to join us next week. Uh, please like the podcast, rate us five stars. It helps with getting more people to listen to it, which is kind of what we're here for. Um, <clears throat> and share it with all your friends and family. But without further ado, go Yanks. <laughs>